Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. My co-host this week is Brian Johnson. Hello, Brian. Hello, George. Great to hear your voice. Yeah. I wish I could see your face. I know. Well, it's a mixed blessing at best. And this week, Brian, we're going to break down rookie wide receivers. It's a crazy, crazy draft for wide receivers. We're going to limit our discussion this week to just seven guys. Next week, we'll probably do another seven. And in a different year, these second seven would be the first guys taken. (laughs) Yeah, we should uh, preface this with uh, yes, a plethora of talent out there. And, and the, the, I think the teams that we're looking at who could uh, draft one of these guys in uh, day one or day two even are the Jets, Raiders, Broncos, Jaguars, Eagles, Vikings, Packers, Niners, Titans. Would you agree with that? Yes, I think every one of those I I are. are of, over, I think they're else. all. Yeah, they're all good candidates. Um, I was deba- debating Dolphins earlier today. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're going to go early at wide receiver. I think they love Preston Williams, and um, and so I, you know, I think Devonte Parker. They, of course, they, they got Parker, right? They just re-signed Parker. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, I think they're going. I don't think they're going to spend. And they have so many team needs. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be in on this. Now, the guys that we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to do them in order of what I think the preference is right now, but that's totally up to change based on where they land. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, guys are only as good as the quarterbacks throwing to them and the offense around them and everything else. So, you know, consider this to be a pro- almost like a provisional ranking 
before the draft, right, Brian? Yeah, scheme is almost more important than talent in the NFL at times. If you're a great player on a bad team, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's some exceptions to the rule, but, uh, but yes. I think you and I both have a guy at number one that is in that conversation, but I think most people don't have him number one, and that's C.D. Lamb. Tell people what you love about C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Yeah, wham, bam. Thank you, Lamb. Uh, just recently turned 21. I, I, I like to mention the age for the, the hardcore dynasty guys like myself. A year can make all the difference sometimes, but, but not really in this case. But uh, good size for CD, 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, a lot of people comparing him to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is a, a fair comp. Uh, ran a four five forty at the Combine. Not blazing speed, but he certainly has wheels. Uh, 14 touchdowns last year at Oklahoma. 33 total over his three seasons as a Sooner. Just an, an elite talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, great footwork for a guy with his size. Basically impossible to beat at the catch point. He never dropped a deep pass, a pass of 20-plus yards in his three seasons at Oklahoma. That's crazy. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. Yeah, and then uh, to, to make matters even better for uh, whoever who drafts Lamb, uh, in the, and I think it's going to be the Jets, by the way. That's my prediction. Um uh, CD was second uh, among all college wide receivers last year in um, catches that forced wide receiver that forced a missed tackle on a catch. A percentage of their catches, I'm sorry, they didn't come out too good. On 42% of his catches, he forced a missed tackle. So not only does he catch the ball, he creates more yards. So I love CD Lamb, and I I don't know how much more I can say how much I love this guy. I, he's way above uh, Ruggs and Judy now, in my opinion. I, I, I agree. But I think you and I are in the minority uh, on this. A couple of things about Lamb that I'll just, I want to, I want to work with that I didn't hear you talk as much about. It's what he does after the catch. To me, that is the stuff you can't, you either got it or you don't. Mm-hmm. He is electrifying after the catch and so creative. He will catch the ball and there's three guys within five yards of him. And the next thing I know, he's beat all three and he's running down the sideline. How did you do this? He's so creative after the catch. And I, there's just, you either got that or you don't. He isn't Tyreek Hill um, stylistically, but it's like Tyreek Hill. When Hill catches the ball, it almost doesn't matter who's around him. I mean, he just finds ways to make amazing thing, things happen after the catch. CeeDee Lamb's got that. And that's part of what I love about him. Um, and it's just the electric moves, the yards after catch, the elusiveness, and he's sneaky strong. He's not, you know, again, he's not Tyreek Hill. He's not slight of build. He's 6'2". He's 190 pounds. He's, you know, he's plenty of size. Yep. There's, um, there's so much to like about him. And, and you mentioned the, the broken tackles. 26 broken tackles last year was good for number two in the country. Nice. CeeDee Lamb, to me, is in, a, in an astounding year of, of just deep, receivers. He's my favorite receiver. I think he fits every scheme. There's I don't think there's any team out there that would that he would not end up being somebody that could be used uh and used well. So I, I don't I don't think there's a scenario out there where CeeDee Lamb is not electrifying. For fantasy purposes, uh redraft, where do you think uh, is the best Best fit for uh, fantasy. And I think he goes to the Jets, Raiders or Broncos, and that's like picks eleven, twelve and fifteen right there in that mm-hmm. order. I, mean, I would if say I could, Denver. Denver would be that would be exciting with uh, Portland Sun on the other side. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be I would love to have I'd love to have him in Denver with an emerging Drew Locke who we're all optimistic about. And I'll give you another I mean, if I could just pick spots for teams that have a need, I might pick San Francisco. Um all right, let's go to uh, our number two guy, Henry Ruggs from Alabama. He's the he's the the first of two 
Alabama guys. You've got Ruggs a spot ahead of Judy, which I don't have a problem with. A lot of people will. But let's talk. Let's talk about Ruggs first. Well, you just said that C.D. Lamb was not Tyree Kill. Well, Henry Ruggs is Tyree Kill. That's the, yeah. the best comp we have out there. Uh, 5'11", 190. He's actually a little, you know, he's got a little more bulk to him than uh, Tyreek. Tyreek's only about 180. Uh, Ruggs ran a 4'27 at the combine. That is just insanely fast. Uh, elite acceleration and speed. Home run potential anytime he gets the ball in space, just like Tyreek Hill. Didn't post big numbers at Alabama last year, but of course he was competing with Jerry Judy for targets, but, um, so 5'11", you know, people like taller receivers, but that's just not the kind of receiver he is or Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is a top five wide receiver in fantasy football. Yeah. Ruggs has that potential too. And I, I found this, you know, there's always, we always love talking about hand size and I won't say what size else, but, uh, CD Lamb's hands, nine inches and a quarter, Jerry Judy, nine and a half inches, okay. Henry Ruggs, Ten and one eighths inches. Jeez. He's got bigger hands than Lamb and Judy. So right. bigger hands are better than small hands with a wide receiver. That's for sure. So yeah, Rugs. Uh, you know he's not him and Judy are two A, two B, however you want to call it. But yeah, Rugs has a little higher ceiling. I feel like. I think he's. I think he does have the higher ceiling because of the speed, the four two seven speed. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And in in and unlike most speed guys. He's got the complete game to go with it. He can he can beat press coverage. So, you know, he's not like so slight of build that he just gets knocked around at the line of scrimmage and its route is dead. He's um, he's just deadly in space. He catches over the middle and then just hits the he hits the gas and gone. And it's just and by the way, in the hands, he dropped five passes his entire college career for Henry Ruggs. Five. That's it. He ran from the outside, he ran from the slots. The, get this, the quarterback passer rating when targeting Henry Ruggs, 151. A just, perfect, just, just dump it off to him. A perfect rating is 158. <laughs> <laughs> it's astounding for him. I think Ruggs will go before Judy. I, I I would not be surprised to see how Ruggs could go number one. Most people have got Judy one. I've got it, Lamb, Ruggs, Judy. I think um, I think it'll be fascinating to see which which way teams want to go. Now, if it, you know, you talked about the Jets. I've got Judy. Uh, I've got or I've got Ruggs potent, very possibly going to the Jets too. And you know, maybe it's just we're focusing on the Jets because these are elite receivers and they're really the first team up that's likely to take take a wide out. But um, yeah, it's it would be what would it what it would mean for the Jets offense to get a guy like a guy like Ruggs or really Lamb would be hard to hard to overstate. Yep, I agree totally. All right, so let's go to Jerry Judy. So he's next uh, the third of the, I think the big three wide receivers in the in this draft, and he's the guy who played uh, along with Henry Ruggs, and he was actually the more productive of the two. Oh, yeah, he uh, 24 touchdowns across his last two seasons at Alabama. Should mention 6'1", 195, ran a 4'4", 540 at the Combine. Uh, his closest comp could be OBJ, I would say. Kind of looks like Beckham with, without the baggage, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, he, he ran uh, – or he he, he, didn't, he wasn't the quarterback. He didn't run it, but he was the, the key uh, piece of that Alabama spread offense. Uh, the one concern with him is uh, that physical corners in the NFL uh, – might pose a problem for him, especially mm-hmm. in press coverage. He might need to bulk up a little bit there. And he doesn't have a, a big wingspan either. Only 76 inches is like the, the bottom of the barrel when it came to wide receivers at the combine. And 6'1", 195 is decent size, but it's 
kind of a tweener almost. Mm -hmm. So I said he just doesn't have a high ceiling as Rogues and Lamb, in my opinion, but he's still going to be a very, very good wide receiver. He, he needs scheme more so than the other two guys, in my opinion. He needs to land in the right spot. You know, uh, Jerry Judy also mostly ran from the slot, and I think that's going to really – that's gonna that that I think that really means there's some teams that just aren't gonna aren't gonna draft him aren't as likely to draft him because it really comes down to a lot of you know do you need a do you need a slot receiver do you scheme for a slot receiver but the Raiders could desperately use a slot receiver they need everything but they could really use a slot receiver I think the Raiders are certainly in play here as a possibility um, at least for Jerry Judy at at potentially number twelve or number nineteen if he were to fall that far. Yeah, agreed. I wanted to mention it would be cool if we go back to. Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry, scratch that. <laughs> Don't Let's <problem>. carry on. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've hit on the big three: Ceedee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I want to start with the first of two of the big men that have the possibility of being real impact guys early in the season for fantasy owners. This is a draft with a ton of speed and, and small, not even smaller guys, but medium build guys with a ton of speed. What about the true big men in, in this draft at the receiver position? We'll talk about them in moments. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. On, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian with you. Brian Johnson, my co-host this week. We've broken down CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, the big three wide receivers. But this is such a deep draft class, this next tier of guys would normally be the first rounders we'd be talking about. And they'll still probably, many of these will probably still go in the first round. Uh, let's start with the first of the big men to talk about in this draft, and that's T. Higgins from Clemson, Brian. Yeah, T. Higgins, 6'4", 210 pounds. 
Uh, didn't run uh, any drills at the combine, but ran at Clemson's pro day. Uh, ran two mid four fives in the forty. Not not elite, but a uh, pretty good speed. Uh, his closest comp is probably like an AJ Green type player. Uh, I say that because he can high point the uh, the ball uh, over any cornerback pretty much in college or the NFL, and he's he just looks kind of squirmy uh, on film, kind of like a Dennis Rodman. Uh, and mm-hmm. wide receiver. He can essentially box out the corner, cornerback, and any contested catch on the ground when they're not jumping. But if they need to jump, uh, that 6-4 frame comes in handy. Uh, that goes to show by scoring 13 touchdowns at Clemson last year, 12 the year before. Uh, he's definitely going mid to late first round, one would think. I would think so, too. And, you know, the big men aren't always as flashy, but when you look at most of today's elite receivers, Brian, like if we were to look at the top seven, eight wide receivers in the NFL and the guys who have consistency and long success over multiple seasons, most of them are bigger receivers. I mean, you know, there is Tyreek Hill. We've mentioned now a couple of times, but the majority of the great receivers that are, are, are good year in and year out, you know, generally bigger bodied guys that that body can take the pounding over the course of a lot of time and um, a lot of play. You know, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, these are bigger bodied receivers. And I, I, I think they don't, you know, they get overlooked a little bit by both people that just follow the draft and then fantasy owners as well. Yeah, when I compare him to A.J. Green, that's a, a healthy A.J. Green. Let's hope he doesn't have the uh, the injury plagues towards the, the end of his career like A.J.'s having, unfortunately. No, for sure not. Uh, other things about T. Higgins that I really love, and you really hit on this, the huge catch radius, and he plays above the rim, right? I mean, when that ball's in the air, he thinks he owns it, goes up, he wins all these contested catches for sure. Surprising speed for a big guy in T. Higgins. And he's got these long strides. You watch him run in these long strides that just eat up yards underneath him. There's um, that leaping ability, his height. He's going to be a goal line receiver, potentially like what Brandon Marshall was. You know, it'd be, you know, it'd be first and goal from the three, you know, like throw to Brandon Marshall. Nobody can stop him on the, the three yard button hook out. It was just, you know, he just won all of those. So um, that's going to be, I think, where T. Higgins could really help fantasy owners in the touchdown department. Yeah, I honestly haven't checked, but I, I, I would bet he played basketball in high school and probably could have gotten a college scholarship playing basketball if he so chose. Yeah, he looks like a power forward, doesn't he? Yep. T. Yep. Higgins, 6'4", 215. Well, 6'4", more like a, a swing man. We'll give him yeah, maybe three. more like a three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's call him a three. At 6'4", you're right. He's like more it. like a three. I like uh, it. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Justin Jefferson, who you've got next. This is a kid from LSU who played almost entirely from the slot last year. Yeah, 6'2", 200 pounds, uh, ran a 4'4", 340. That is uh, very fast. I, I like mm. to compare him to, he sort of looks like a Michael Thomas, who you compared T. Higgins to, and T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson are kind of in the same boat. And I got to give you some props, George. I remember this would have been 2016 when Michael Thomas, the Michael Thomas draft. Yeah, I think so. 15, 16, I think it was 16. Yeah, 16, 16. But, uh, yep, yep. Local, local radio, uh, you were pound, banging the drum for Michael Thomas to go to the Vikings. And this was when Corey Coleman went first round. Uh, no. Treadwell, Treadwell, Doxson, uh, Doxson, 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 Treadwell, yep. and then uh, Thomas went in the second. And 
we all know who the bike, who everyone should have picked. <laughs> right. Real obvious now. Right. So, but anyway, I, I had to give you some depth there, Charles. Thank you. You, you were banging the, the drum hard for uh, Thomas. But uh, back to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, 18 touchdowns at LSU last year. Uh, probably, most certainly improved Joe Burrow's draft stock. And on tape, Justin. or was, or is it the other way around? Ah, Did Joe point. Burrow inflate Jefferson's stats? Is I, you know, this it's it could go either way if you want to make that case. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Burrow makes Jefferson the the plus route runner who can win outside and is fearless across the middle. I don't know if uh, Joe Burrow can take the credit for that. I'm gonna, I'll say it's Justin Jefferson's. Uh, Jefferson can just do it all. His ceiling might not be as high as the top three or four guys, but it, it's damn close. But mm-hmm. he could have the, the safest floor among all these first, early, second-round wide receivers. I think he's just a lock to be a steady producer in the NFL with a, a very high all-pro ceiling. Justin Jefferson, insanely productive at LSU. And, you know, again, it, it helps. You've got Joe Burrow throwing you all these catchable passes, but in 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 his defense, he's also one of the best contested catch receivers in this draft, which is saying a lot because this draft is filled with with guys that were awesome at that. He's got a vicious double move, and you'll you'll see him on the, if you if you just watch highlights of Justin Jefferson, you'll see the double move that's just shredding cornerbacks around him. He can break tackles in the open field. Uh, to me, the only downside in Jefferson is that he probably ends up playing from the slot, and from a an entirely fantasy standpoint. You know, your upside on elite slot receivers is usually in the Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup level, which are typically like tier two receivers from a fantasy standpoint. Julian Edelman's been incredibly important to the Patriots, but he's not been on the same level as Michael Thomas and Julio Jones and some of those guys. So for me, that's the only downs, the only downside on Justin Jefferson is the, is that he'll probably play most of his snaps from the slot. Couldn't you argue though, that it's going the way of where slot receivers are producing more because they're putting better receivers in the slot against the worst cornerback on the the team in most cases. And now teams are struggling to keep enough corners on roster to keep up with the wide receivers in the league thus far. So I'll I'll play good cop for uh, Jefferson in that regard, but I do agree. You prefer to have them on the outside for sure. Okay. Next. Let's um, let's turn our attention to Jalen Ragor from TCU. Jalen Ragor from TCU. He was uh, productive despite horrible quarterbacking at TCU. And a, a great note from Pro Football Focus. 30% of the throws that went to Jalen Ragor were deemed as accurate. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, uh, well, TCU had a was starting a Kansas State transfer that that can't be anything good, and then they they went to the true freshman Max Dugan only a few games into the season. So yeah, Jalen Rieger had, had no shot really to post any big numbers last year. Uh, he's not too big himself, 5'11", 205, very fast though, ran a four four seven. Taking out last year's wash of a season, he had uh, twenty six touchdowns and thirty nine career games. I'm sorry, that is including last year's poor season. Those are still very impressive numbers. Um, again, didn't post eye-popping numbers at the Combine, but still one of the most electric receivers in the draft. Uh, can kill you on go-routes, uh, has like video game moves, can stop on a dime and redirect at will. He's going to break a lot of ankles in the NFL, and uh, I'm excited to watch him play. I am too. Uh, there's a lot of talk here in Minnesota that potentially could end up being one of the Vikings' picks. They have picked 22 and 25 in the draft, and that's about where most mocks have got Jalen Rager going. 
and it would be an immediate fit for a team that needs to replace Stefan Diggs. Also, um, we saw him as a and they, as a as a fearless player that can go across the middle, that can go deep, doesn't and find some separation. And Kirk Cousins is a really good deep ball passer. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a small bonus in fantasy. It's more of a, a boon in reality football, but he's also a killer in the return game, and we'll probably see yeah. him returning kicks. Uh, but, you know, he, you can get some points in fantasy football for sure. Yeah, he, he is an awesome punt returner, one of the best mm-hmm. in the nation, and the Vikings yep. do need a, a, a punt returner, so I think Minnesota is a potential landing spot for him as well. We'll take one more break, Brian. We come back, I want to talk about the other big-bodied player that can make an immediate impact, and then a couple of the um, a couple of the Notable omissions that we'll touch on as well as we work through our top seven fantasy prospects, pre-draft fantasy prospects among rookie wide receivers. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchin and Brian Johnson with you. We've already broken down the fantasy prospects of CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager. And I want to talk about the last of the seven guys that we really want to focus on here. And maybe a guy I think you like a little bit more than others do, Brian, and that's Michael Pittman from USC. Tell listeners about him. Uh, big guy, uh, probably the, you know, the, the biggest, both in height and, uh, physicality when it comes to the day one, day two receivers, six, four, two twenty five. uh, not super fast, nor should he be at that size. Ran a four, five, two 40 at the combine, but had, had over 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns at USC last year, caught 101 passes. That is unreal in college. Is. Only three drops on 133 targets too. Unbelievable. Yes. To put that into perspective, Jerry Judy had seven drops on 108 targets. 
Yeah. So Michael, Michael Pittman catches everything that comes his way. A ridiculous wingspan of nearly 80 inches. Uh, mm. Judy, 76 inches again. That is a massive difference when it comes to uh, catch radius. Well, it's, it's and, about the width of the ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, you know, that's, that says a lot. And, yeah, that, you know, if you think of a ball length, that's the difference between you extending and getting the ball and you extending and not getting the ball. Yeah, quite literally a game of inches. So I, 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 I don't understand why I might be a little higher than most on Michael Pittman. I just don't see what the real problem is here, what the hangup is. So, but I'm just uh, more of a more of a gut feel, I guess you would say. But uh, yeah, I like Michael Pittman Jr., son of Michael Pittman, running back, the biggest guns in the NFL back in the day. Yeah, do you remember that? And oh, he yeah. was yeah, he was he was absolutely built. He won a Super Bowl in the Brad Johnson yeah, uh, victory over uh, mm-hmm. over Rich Gannon and the Raiders that year. Uh, so he's got his dad's got the Super Bowl ring now. Michael Pittman Jr. so strong, just toying with defenders. And after the catch, he's got this lethal stiff arm that he he unleashes all the time. Now I don't know if the stiff arm is going to work as well in the NFL, where your tacklers are a lot more disciplined and they're hitting you a lot lower than usually these college kids are. Um, but it was just brutal in in. In, in the, at the college level, he wins these contested catches all the time and then just the breaking the tackles afterwards. And also, by the way, not only is Michael Pittman a, a decent punt returner, he's got a bunch of blocks as a punt rusher. So you know, go figure. You know, there were some times where they were using him as a punt returner. And when he wasn't doing that, he was rushing and blocking punts. Weird. In wild, and it says I think a lot about his overall athleticism, and it's part of it's that wingspan. You've got that eighty-inch wingspan. Throw him on the punt block team. How about a, a reunion with Sam Darnold? If they somehow get him in the second round, he played with old Sam at USC. It's not impossible. Yeah, no? it's not impossible. You know, if the Jets and the Jets are a team with a lot of need, if the Jets decide to go some other direction than wide receiver in the first round, you know, they need corner help. They need D end. They need, you know, offensive line, they need a lot of things. Um, it's very possible that Pittman gets reunited. That's, that is not out of the question. Now, when we talk through your seven guys, there's two names that most people mm-hmm. have ranked ahead of several of yours. And so I just want to touch on Denzel Mims and Lavishka Chenault. And those two guys who I think, Many people are intrigued by, especially if you just watch their highlights, because both guys are crazy playmakers and have really, really high upside. And I think it's fair to just touch on them a little bit here. We're going to do a deeper dive on them next week for sure, Brian. But, you know, Denzel Mims, the 438 speed at Baylor. Um, and I think was generally thought of as a second round guy, probably. But then he had he rolled into this offseason. He had an awesome combine where he crushed all the drills, had a really good senior bowl. And a lot of people think that he managed to move his way into the first round. Yeah, I think just the main concern with him is he might be just a little bit raw, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's not going to turn out to be a great pro. I don't think uh, he's going to produce uh, consistently in redraft leagues this year. But yeah, I love Denzel Mims. Um, speaking of though, do you think all these rookies, let's, let's just say that the season starts on time, right? We're going to be optimistic and say the season starts on time. Yeah. These rookies are probably not going to produce at the level they should though. All of them across the board, unfortunately, without the, you know, the standard off season regimen, basically. If you Um, believe the old axiom that, um, that the offense needs more time to get right, because it's got to do like all the timing and all the throws and everything else. 
then yeah. I mean, it, it might be that, you know, across the board, offenses just struggle and rookies in particular, because they don't have the advantage of the OTAs and the rookie mini camps. And yeah, it, it, it might be that case. But the other side of it, Brian, is this crop of receivers are so good. If it's ever going to happen, this is the perfect year for this. I mean, I think CeeDee Lamb and, Hen- and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy are guys that can just, they'll hit the field and, and they'll be good in very, very short order. Oh, can't wait to watch it happen too. But yeah, yeah. Mims, I got nothing bad to say about him. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an easy decision. We certainly could uh, extend this podcast on for another hour talking about all the receivers in this draft. That's why we'll do it next week, right? But we'll uh, do yeah. that. Yeah, we're gonna have a whole other batch of receivers, including these guys, next week. Let me mention Lavishka Chenault from Colorado, who's absolutely fascinating and arguably, in, in my mind, he's as big a playmaker. And his upside from just a playmaker standpoint, it's at that level of Lamb and Ruggs and Judy. He is such a freak athlete and so explosive who who can do so much with the ball in his hands. He broke 44 tackles the last two years. 44. The most of any receiver in this rookie class. And when you combine that with the speed and explosiveness, holy cow. Now, the downside in Chenault, Brian, as you know, it's the injuries. It's he had a thumb injury. He's had uh, a torn labrum. So I think for some teams, they're they're going to have some concerns there. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, a freakish athlete. But I, I think the the from the scouts that I truly expect what I've read, what they said, the true concern is like how good of a, a football player is he? Uh, mm-hmm. they, he can position himself poorly downfield at times. Really struggles uh, tracking the ball. He he only had ten receiving touchdowns at Colorado over his uh, three-year career. Yeah, although he had, he had seven rushing touchdowns to go with those 10. <laughs> I'm not going to bank on those in the NFL as much as I would in college. But, uh, but, but yeah, the, but the injuries are a slight concern, but it's nothing major like he's you know tearing Achilles or blowing out ACLs or MCLs. So, yeah, Chenault, another guy with a, a very, very high ceiling, but I think he has one of the more scarier floors than all the guys we've talked about today. Yeah, that may that may very well be right, and um, it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to see where these goes. Now, let me let me just hit you with one other rookie wide receiver question. With all the depth at receiver this year, and we're talking about what appears to be right now historic levels of wide receiver depth. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a lot of the the wide receiver needy teams are going to slough receiver? knowing that this year's second rounder would be a different year's first rounder and this year's third rounder would be a a different year's second rounder. Do you think that position is going to get sloughed more because the depth at the position is so good? Yeah, it's quite possible there could be a domino effect if the if the Jets pat they're the first the wide receiver needy team that'll be on the clock if they somehow pass then other teams. Yeah, it could be a snowball effect there and from a fantasy football perspective, the, the the true like wide receiver one is an endangered species these days. Really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, right? There used to be like ten to twelve guys, you know, doing the opposite was a no brainer. But now, do the opposite, you know, zero running back, which no one likes to call it that, especially on this show, whatever you call it. But uh, we call it do the opposite. It's uh, yeah, it's the, there's just so many good wide receivers these days. It's unreal. Yeah, I mean, um, we look at teams that have a lot of need. You know, let's take Las Vegas with two picks in the first round. 
you're Las Vegas and you wide receiver is near the top of your needs list, but you also need a lot of other help. You need linebacker, you need cornerback, you might need quarterback if you're Las Vegas. You need a safety. There's a bunch of things that there's a bunch of there's a bunch of areas of need for them. They might look at this and just say, you know what? We're gonna get somebody, we're gonna get a good, we're gonna get a good wide receiver in round two. So let's address our other needs in round one. And the next thing you know, here comes Jerry Judy at, at 21 for the Eagles, which could mm-hmm. absolutely happen. Yeah. There's a whole other podcast we can do about wide receivers <laughs> in this draft. And that's why we'll do one next week. Right? Yes, we will. Uh, Brian, thanks for, uh, thanks for all the help at breaking yeah, this down. And can't wait to look at this all again in a couple of weeks when we know who's landed where. And now we can start putting players onto the teams to figure out who the quarterbacks are going to be and what the schemes fits going to be. And we'll reorder all these guys and do it all again in a couple of weeks. Uh, real quick, before we go, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much of a S show is this online draft going to be, though, for some of these GMs? <clears throat> Dave Gettleman uh, topping that list of GMs. I think it's going to go fine. And <laughs> okay. It, I, I really so. do. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? So it, it, there weren't that many players. There weren't. If you think about what was really happening for years at Radio City Music Hall, there was one guy from each team at that event, and all that guy did from that event was walk a card up to the stage. That was it. So you know the fact that there isn't a big in-person thing, to me, doesn't change this all that much. Now, the teams are going to have to coordinate how do I talk to all my scouts and how do I talk to everybody? And you know they'll have to do some on-the-fly stuff. Here's the big change you're going to see, Brian, I believe. When a, I think you're going to see less trading because it's going to be hard to get, when everybody's in the same room, right? You get a call, you know, your team, you know, pick a team, your Tampa, and the Tampa, Tampa gets a call about moving out of position 14. They can't just turn their head and ask 14 people in the room, hey, should we do this deal? Somebody's going to have to, you know, largely, they're going to be, I think, just I just think it's going to be more complicated now to try to coordinate everything you want to coordinate to feel good about making a trade when you're not all in the same room, sharing the same resources, looking at the same, you know, war, you know, war room draft board that used to be an entire wall in scale. And now is just kind of it's sitting on a window on your computer. So I think we're going to see less trades and less movement this year uh, because teams just aren't going to be able to make those in draft decisions very easily. What I hope uh, the league does is they send every player, at least in the first round, first, second round guys, every hat, every team's <laughs> hat, and every jersey with their name on it. So a family member can, you know, put the hat on them and yeah, <laughs> hold it could up be. the jersey. Because that's the best part is like, when they put the hat on and the jersey. That's the, uh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But, I, but here's the, the other side of it is, as somebody who loves the draft, and I and I do, I oh, yeah, I love these three days. It's so much fun. The whole this is all the whole world's watching this draft. Or at least all yeah. of America is watching this draft in a way that it's never been before. And I, I think the NFL is going to have it buttoned up, and it's going to go fine. And That's be I a think great escape. The interest in this draft is will it will be the most. I think this will be the most watched draft ever. Oh, agreed. It just there's this is it for sports. This is by far the biggest thing that's happened in the last month and will happen for two or three months after that. So I think knowing that, I think there's a lot of people are going to hunker down and it's going to be all draft coverage all day long for three days. And it's going to be great. Well, as a guy who's about to go watch some uh, esports 
Counter-Strike after we stop recording. I cannot wait for the draft. I'll tell you that much. I hear you. Uh, thanks, Brian. Yep, thanks, Paul. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.